All right, and we are back with 90s Noise. I'm April, born 1991. And I'm Ashley, born 1988. We are finally in the year 1991, my birth year. Woo-hoo. Yay. Oh. 1991. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you're singing, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a spinoff of the song 1999 ah. from the 80s. I don't know. Okay. Maybe it okay. didn't work. <laughs> I'm uncool right now, but <laughs> hey, you know what? I give it to you. I give you the creative creativity for that one. All right. So, what are we talking about this week? This week, because it's 1991. If you haven't guessed, our from our preview from last week of our animated movie is, of course, the classic Beauty and the Beast. I'm so excited. I love this movie. It's definitely a good one. It had been a while since I'd seen it. How about you? It's been a really long time since I have seen it and I enjoyed every minute of the rewatch and just so much nostalgia in that movie and bringing back all those childhood memories of my obsession with Belle and just the whole fairy tales. Oh, I love it. Do you have to say it was a little hard for me watching it uh, just simply because we had lost a uh... Angela Lansbury earlier this year who played Mrs. Potts and I loved her in that and then uh older movie of hers Bedknobs and Broomsticks but this was it, it it did make me tear up a little bit watching watching it and hearing her voice oh yes mm-hmm. definitely a lot of tearful moments throughout the whole movie and definitely a huge loss for everyone that grew up watching her and so many amazing things and especially this one. So it was definitely very hard when that news came about for sure. But we are not here for sad times. We are here for fun memory times. So she helped give us a really good movie that 30, what, 30, one years old this year yeah, yeah 31 yeah, 31 years so. yeah i think it came out in november sometime in november it came out in 91 so we're okay. just about hitting that 31 year mark awesome what do you remember as a kid what do you remember from this movie most i think honestly probably being kind of afraid of the beast like, mm. I I always was kind mm-hmm. of scared of that character. Also, I never really cared for Gaston. Uh, I'll admit. I oh kind my of... gosh, no. <laughs> Ooh. I... He was very just ick. Ugh. Yeah, definitely ick is a good way to put it. <laughs> but those are probably some of my, the memories that stuck out and came back to light when rewatching it and then also I think just always seeing Belle's dress when Halloween mm. time came around the the yellow dress <gasps> oh. <laughs> she's got <gasps> wild beast hair but <laughs> oh my god, she got the dress <laughs> wow the fact that you still have that <laughs> Oh my gosh, you are not joking. Oh my god. Yeah. And then, voila! Oh god, what's his head doing? Yikes! <laughs> okay, so for those of you who are like... listening, Ashley just surprised me she, with the, what is it, the Barbie Bell and the Ken yeah. Beast dolls? Are those originals or are those like ones you found? And with the reboots coming out. No, those are the originals that we've had since. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I guess I I was obsessed with them. So I had a whole... In 92, I had my birthday party was themed around Beauty and the Beast. So I had the cake and I still have a couple pieces from like the cake topic. Uh You know, the little cake toppers. I have a couple of those. So yeah. Oh, and then remember, I, I think I told you about this when we were talking. The lunchbox. Oh yeah, and the thermos, those sets that they yes, had yes. So up. now that you, oh my 
God, I completely forgot about that shit. I think I had, I can't remember if it was Beauty and the Beast exactly, but it was, I definitely had one of those Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Like yes. the, the lunchbox and the thermos. Mm-hmm. God, I think I did. I think probably my, I had a birthday that was spell themed, like Beauty and the Beast theme. I'm thinking I remember the plates and everything too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And when I say remember, I think it was early enough in my childhood that the only memories I have were from old, old pictures. Exactly. Uh, yep. <laughs> but, oh, man. Wow. I know. I, Good times. Wow. I don't think I ever had the dolls. I don't think I had that. I think I was, because it was my birth year, they, yeah. they were already kind of not necessarily discontinued by the time I've gotten right. into dolls, but mm-hmm. um, just not available. Exactly. Yeah. You would have been more likely to find whatever movies were coming out around 95 or like Pocahontas, probably more so. Pocahontas, Aladdin. Those were mm-hmm. um, yeah. the big ones for me. Like Jasmine was a big one for oh, me because yeah. that was... That was like you said around that time and everything when I I, have I was in as well. I <laughs> I used to have the bust, the like oh the Jasmine bust, and oh. gosh, I wish I still had that. But oh, that would be cute. That would. So, for anyone listening to this, bef- hopefully. If you listen to this before the 15th, since this is coming out on the 14th, there is going to be a special. It's the Beauty and the Beast. I think it's called the 30th. Sp- Shoot, I forgot what it was called. I, it's and like it kind of the- confused me because I don't know why it was called the 30th special when it's been 31 years. Do you know I, why? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it has probably has something to do with COVID. They probably had planned it for last year mm-hmm. oh that's a good point and then with there still being like different issues or whatnot they probably just but why not just change the thing the name to beauty and the beast a 31st celebration okay because <laughs> really who's gonna be who celebrates 31st <laughs> i know right that's the thing yeah like 31 i skipped over yeah. that year <laughs> yeah exactly i'm skipping over that year right now <laughs> it doesn't sound but, as cool saying 31st as it does 30th boo yeah. but anyway it, so it's a 30th celebration airing on the 15th of December at 8 p.m. on ABC. And then it'll be available on Disney Plus the following day. So please make sure to watch. After you listen to the podcast, please make sure to go and go watch. Because I think it's just from reading about it, I think it's going to be amazing. Because for one, Josh Groban is in it playing the Beast, which I absolutely love. Josh Groban. Do you love Josh? Oh my gosh. I, that's a whole nother story. Yes. 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> um, his voice is absolutely incredible. I think my dad and my oldest brother got to see him in Phantom <gasps> years and years ago. I'm not sure oh if, if they truly did, but they, they had gone to New York around the time that he was in Phantom and that's the musical that they saw. Mm. And wow. I, for the longest time, was trying to find the uh, the playbill because my dad had kept it and I couldn't oh. find it anywhere because I wanted to know. Yeah. But yeah, I, yes, Josh Groban is oh, incredible. Love his voice. He needs to go back on tour. I know. Soon. We need to go. As soon as he I, announces dates, we're going. <laughs> I will, I will wait outside the freaking, I'll, if the, if like he's going to, be in Orlando or something, I'll drive to whichever arena and sit at the ticket, the box office waiting for tickets to go on sale. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, yeah. to, just to do. But yeah. Yes. So yeah, exactly. So Josh Groban is playing the Beast. I'm just looking at it right now. We've got Shania Twain playing I guess. Mrs. Potts. Uh, that, that, that's good. <laughs> yes. 
quick digressing, but did you see her performance at the People's Choice Awards? I haven't watched that yet. Mm-mm. Is it good? It's it's great because she um she sang "Don't Impress Me Much." Mm-hmm. And she changed the lyrics. Ooh. And she instead of gosh, uh, what? So Don't you're Brad Pitt. Meme. She goes. What? So you're Ryan Reynolds? That don't impress me much. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And it like then jumped to him in the audience. And he's like, oh my gosh, like what? Okay, Um, so that makes sense because I saw his Instagram stories and he was posting a lot about it. And I just was like, oh, that's cute. But I I didn't get the connection. So that makes sense. Yeah, she she changed it and everything that which I was like, oh, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's great. That's um, amazing. But, so she's uh, Mrs. Pod. Her is Belle. Love her. Love and her. Then Martin Short is Lumiere. Mm-hmm. He's funny. He he's is. He's on that new... Isn't he? He's the one on the new Selena Gomez show, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he, okay. he is on that. And then David Allen Greer is Cogsworth. Joshua mm-hmm. Henry's Gaston... And then Rizwan Manji is LaFool. So, and then you have a John Chu who's producing it, which you know did the Step Up movies and Wicked and all those really big productions. So I think with all these people involved, it's it's gonna be really really good. I I think so too. I'm gonna unfortunately not be able to watch it until the day after when it's streaming but i think it'll be a lot of fun to see and see just what they do with it yeah i'm curious as to kind of if they're changing it up any or if they're just really paying tribute to the original movie and going off of that which i'm sure they are so i have to ask so with us talking about the 1991 animated classic what was your reaction when they came out with a live action movie in 2017 okay so i'm glad you brought that up because to be honest when i was looking into this i had completely forgot about that movie i don't think oh well for one i've never seen it until I, I until like last night and two i feel like i was under a rock in 2017 because i don't recall ever hearing about that remake how did you not ever he- oh my gosh oh my I gosh my like my mind is blown more than the fact that you had never seen teenage mutant ninja turtles what i i with how much you were saying you love you and the beast and everything i would have thought that you would have been like first in line for that in 2017 okay so i will say that i did watch the movie beastly that came out though in 2011 <laughs> that was i did watch, I did that, watch one. that too i mean mainly because our girl mary kate was in it but i thought it, i thought that one was a pretty good movie I like that one too. My biggest reason for watching that, Mary Kate was a plus, but was because Alex Pettifer was in it. I mean, come oh, on. okay. I mean, come there was on. a lot of good, car- uh, a lot of good actors. Yeah, in Vanessa, that movie. Vanessa Hudgens Vanessa, also mm-hmm. love that. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And but no, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm still trying to get over the fact that you <laughs> had not seen and hadn't. Don't even recall hearing about it. Because that was that's what's weird. That was so, it was mind-blowing to a lot of people because Emma Watson playing mm-hmm. Belle and her, everybody was excited to hear her sing. Mm. And I remember watching the preview, the first preview for it that actually had her singing and I honestly got chills on it yeah when the when hearing that of course with i think 2017 was the last time i'd watched the animated one because i was like okay before Mm. i watch the new one i gotta re-prepare myself i know there's gonna be some different things Mm -hmm. because it was a long movie it really was but it also didn't feel like it was long it was kind of Mm. one of those Mm -hmm. at least to me I in, I actually enjoyed it enough that I didn't have an issue with it. Like some of the other right. Disney ones that they have done as live action, I've mm-hmm. been disappointed with. For me personally, I wasn't disappointed with the Beauty and the Beast. I think it helps though that 
Beauty and the Beast is such a great story. So having it be a live action and having it be a little extended in parts, I think was more beneficial to the story in some ways. Mm -hmm. You got a little bit more of different aspects and different maybe background stories or whatever. So they were able to kind of include a little bit more. But yeah, I, I, I'm curious if I didn't really take note of that movie because I'm sure a lot of people did because of Emma Watson coming out of Harry Potter. So that was mm-hmm. probably a huge thing. And I'm not a Harry Potter person. So it, if I saw her name, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, she's doing her thing. <laughs> so, you know, but no, she did an amazing job. And, and I thought she she was a very worthy bell for sure yes. yeah i also when they had announced the cast of it with ian mckellen also being in that mm-hmm. he, since he was in x-men and lord of the rings and those were big movies for me growing up just like harry potter was i can't believe you weren't that big of a fan <laughs> we're gonna have to have a talk about that ashley <laughs> i know <laughs> but uh so it just for me there is there's so many people in that that i was like okay this this cast i i can't miss it do you remember when you were watching it back when it first came out did you feel like when it was over did you go wow, like that was a really good movie, like it did the original justice, or did you question it at all? So I, if okay, with me, I try to always look at things, whether they're remakes or renditions of books, I always try to look at them as two separate mm-hmm. entities, because I don't want to prejudge something before actually watching it. With The Beauty and the Beast, I think because of growing up so much with it, the animated version, and seeing, I mean, they used Belle for so much, Belle and Beast, and constantly always being there. Seeing this live action version was almost kind of like a full circle, Mm -hmm. I feel. I personally thought that they did a, a very good job with it they were able to make it their own they were able to make it a separate entity in a sense but yet still for the most part hold true to the animation i enjoyed it i was pleased with it i did kind of like the bit more of a backstory on Mm. bell and everything that they kind of they just very little touched on in like the right. in it itself, but they right. provided you with that kind of gave you that extra little little backstory on her and how they came to be in this country town and why their their thought process is so different than this small town because they're from Paris. They're not right. from this little town. Yeah, and I and I think that the live act the, the live action one was able to play a little bit more off of the true original story not the 1991 Mm -hmm. version but the true original that was that is what came to be because I did watch a little bit of it and I didn't really pay too much attention to it but the original version from what year was it was it the I just had the oh the 19 the 1946 French version okay in black and white (laughs) that's kind of the first you know Mm -hmm. Beauty and the Beast version of a movie, a movie version of it, and the Beast was creepy looking in that one. If you like, hikes. Oh wow! <laughs> was, Hello, I'm, right? Hi. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That <laughs> definitely. I mean, I, you don't know what's going on because it's in French, but uh, uh-huh. so I'll admit that it's kind, kind of, of get... an interesting. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I just thought it was a very interesting take on the how they did it but i think that was more the truer version mm-hmm. and then it kind of came to be what we know of as the 91 version yeah i find it kind of funny for any of you harry potter fans look up beauty and the beast in 1946 on imdb and the picture that shows of the beast tell me if that doesn't remind you of emma watson in her cat suit when she was when she <laughs> drank the po- wrong polyjuice potion Oh, like that's I legitimately just had like a flashback to what was it, Chamber of Secrets, when 
her character polyjuice potion can change you into anybody if you have like a hair from somebody well she had pulled a hair off of a person and ended up being mm. a cat hair Ooh. it doesn't work for animals and so she is kind of like half human, oh. half cat. And so that really, like, just looking at that just immediately oh threw me back to that memory. That's funny. Yeah. No, definitely very, they were very creative in that department as far as designing the beast costume yeah. or whatever. That was, I mean, good on them. I mean, that was way back when. But like I said, I only kind of half watched it. I didn't Wait, really watch it where, too much. Where did you watch it on? I'm kind of curious on that. YouTube? Okay. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look that up and just, I don't know, I've kind of been in a mood for some like old, mm-hmm. old movies. and Yeah. That... And I don't know, maybe they have the, they might have the subtitles on it. I didn't click around to see. Maybe they mm-hmm. have the subtitles in English so you could actually follow along with it. Okay. But... Mm. I'll have to check on that. It's a fun little watch. If you're, if you're a fan of Beauty and the Beast and the backstory and the true fairy tale that it came from. I think it's always fun kind of going back and and digging up a little bit and seeing where all these ideas came from. Because what I didn't know is that they actually had tried making this movie a couple times way back in like before that one, the thirties or whatever. And I don't know exactly why, but it didn't go like work out. And Mm. then they did when they finally like were able to, formulate something that was going to be usable i think it was like in in 1989 they had created this whole script that was non-musical and it was this whole story of but it had no music in it and it got denied and they had to quickly figure out a new way to go about telling the story and they did it with that's where the music side of it came in okay and actually had like a quick turnaround because you know if you're if this came out in 91 and you got rejected in 89 with your whole story and you had to start from scratch for this whole production that they did with the soundtrack and the animation like i think for most of these animated movies especially with disney it takes them four years from start to finish so they did this in two years and that's very very impressive that's damn impressive like shit man (laughs) especially like now i think they they definitely have a quicker turnaround because of technology. Right. But back then, this was pure animation. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like drawings and everything, and it wasn't computer generated. Yeah. So, shit. To, to come up with that whole storyboard and, you know, the casting and, and mm-hmm. recording and just the whole thing. I, that's That's a very long process. So that, kind of very impressive that just the fact that this, that that movie, this, well, that, this movie turned into being one of the greatest animated films of all time. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't this so. one kind of the kickoff to the re, like the renaissance of Disney or something? Yeah, the renaissance and, era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it, they, Disney had kind of slowed in productions and mm-hmm. their animations were kind of they weren't really taking in the 80s especially and right. they had i think it was what I think the little, little mermaid was the first was, one mm-hmm. yeah. yeah little mermaid was what 89 end of 89 mm-hmm. and that kind of was where they felt they could start doing again but then after beauty and the beast it really took off to where they yeah, then they were just shooting them out one yeah by one. boom 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 <laughs> yeah like every six months almost it seems like <laughs> i know and then you're like oh we got to get into a new one and then oh yeah i feel bad for the parents having to buy all this shit Ugh. every six months like oh now i'm into this one. Oh, now i'm into that one <laughs> yeah you know though you do have to give them the marketing team props you can hate disney all you want if you want to for whatever reason <laughs> whether it be like they're because of how expensive they're park tickets are or whatever but their marketing team especially in the 90s was pretty on point in the 2000 it kind of mid 2000s late 2000s it kind of got a little excessive I, i just remember walking into a store one time and seeing a hannah montana toilet seat what 
Yeah, that that is unnecessary. Exactly. (laughs) That's a little too much. But the dolls that they put out for Mm. all these animated movies in the 90s, especially, they really did have a good marketing team for Mm -hmm. these productions. And Beauty and the Beast, I think, was one of the, like we were saying, one of the kickoffs for that. I know Mm -hmm. Little Mermaid... My oldest brother had a couple of the, had, I think, a flounder stuffed animal. Oh, yeah. I think we had that, too. Yeah. Then for Beauty and the Beast, I think I'm wanting to say we might have had, like, a beast stuffed animal. Hmm. I can't quite remember. Uh, for some reason, I'm, I'm kind of seeing it in my mind. But Were you able to pull off its head and reveal the prints underneath? I think so. Oh, Really? <laughs> I think so. If and I'm, I forgive me if I'm maybe mixing it up with my Simba stuffed animal <laughs> that what? you could. They, they well, we'll talk about this one a little bit more when we get to Lion King. But they had Simba where he started off as baby Simba, and then in his neck you could pull out the mane and make him adult Simba. Huh, that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. Hmm. I think there was something similar like similarly like that to the beast. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So speaking of the beast, have you seen have you seen the meme going around where it's it's about the reveal of when he turns back into the prince and Belle's reaction. No, I haven't oh seen that. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to find that and send it to yeah. you. But it's it's like a picture. It's a it's a screen grab of when he turns back into the prince, mm-hmm. and then Belle's reaction. And Belle's reaction is kind of like almost horrified. Like just yeah, and well, she like, was <laughs> she, she was, was. kind of horrified. But it's there. Whoever had created is like the. I feel bad because it's like the ugliest of the princes or something like that. And even <laughs> Belle's horror would have preferred the Beast or something. I'll have to see if oh I can't God. find it. But I just I found that kind of I, the irony about seeing that post just in the last week or so when we were watching this. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh. That kind of reminds me, okay, so did you see any of the sequels to this movie that they had? I, the only one I can think of that I remember seeing at all is the Christmas one. Bell's Enchanted mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. That was purely because, at least when it came out like on DVD, the girl group Play did a Christmas song for it. Oh, okay. And the the DVD had like the little music video and stuff. And so I would rent that to watch it purely just to watch the... And my mom was like, well, why don't you watch the movie? I was like, I'm just watching the video. I just want it for the video. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, when I finally did watch the movie, that movie, Tim Curry, voice is one of the voices. Oh. And he's... In one of my favorite, one of my many favorite movies from <laughs> 1993, but it took me a while to realize who it was, like to connect the two. Oh. So I was rewatching that a little bit, and maybe because I wasn't paying attention to the whole thing. But how? Why does the beast turn back, and why does the prince turn back into the beast? What the fuck is going? I don't. What? That's why That's I was so confused, confused too. Okay, so it wasn't just me. I'm like, wait, I'm like, you're the beast or, again? <laughs> so the only thing I could think of is because Beauty and the Beast takes place during like, almost it feels like a year's time or something. And so because everybody's still in their Everyone's back, cursed. Yeah. So maybe oh. it's taking place like during that Christmas of when before the curse was broken. That's the only thing I could think of. That could be. That could be. Huh. But then that it's would like, make sense. Then it's like, but where's the organ? Where's Tim Curry's character once <laughs> everybody turns back into humans? So. Uh, yeah, that one. I don't know. Was there any other uh, sequels besides that? Yeah, there were. I think there were two. Okay. There were two more. I think there were two more. I, I um, never saw the others. What about you? I think they... 
I don't think I ever saw the others, to be honest. They don't sound familiar. And a lot of times with these movies, it's so hard to do a successful sequel. It's hard to get people back into it when it's many years after. Because I don't think they did the sequel like the next year. So people were kind of, by that time, they had probably two or three other bigger movies out. So you're not going to, oh, let's go back to the Beauty and Beast. You're going to be fixated on whatever new one they had just put out then. So especially if they were... They might have, I think they were probably like straight to video, video too. So mm-hmm. if, you know, if you aren't having to go to the theater, you're not going to necessarily look for it to rent. Because, you know, back in the day, kids, we had to go to the video store and rent our movies. So. <laughs> hey, don't knock that. That was my first, act, like, regular job was working at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> that it really was and that was yeah kids that if anybody's listening that's born after the year 1999 there were movie stores we got <laughs> movies in our hands we read the back of them to find out what it was about mm-hmm. because we yes. couldn't look it up in that's an instant a wild thing you're right we had to read a description and and go you know what that that could be a good one to watch. We couldn't watch a trailer. We couldn't flip mm-hmm. through pictures of the cast and see if we remembered any of them. No, we just had to go off of what was right there. Yep. <laughs> Probably yep. made a lot of bad decisions, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watching some of those movies and you're going, what? <laughs> you're going, the person who wrote the back, the the snippet for the back of this did not write the script. Lying, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> So, did you ever see the Disney on Ice that they did for Beauty and the Beast? So, I think I've only ever seen one Disney on Ice. Okay. And that was probably sometime in the 2000s. Mm. I honestly... Because the part of the issue was is that they didn't always come to the Midwest. Those things. okay. Yeah. And the closest place that would host that was like an hour away and i don't i don't know what it was but they would always have those types of things at the weirdest times like (laughs) a wednesday at 1 p.m my parents aren't going to take me out of school to go no no It was hard enough to get them to let me like go to school late on a on a day because I went to a concert the night before. <laughs> like <laughs> I had to do I had to do some major like groveling on some of those just to be able to do but no, we just never I don't know. Like I don't know if it was we just never heard about it when they were coming mm-hmm. through. Right. Um well, that's because the thing. we didn't yeah. have How the do you hear how did you hear about it back in the day? How would you have heard about it? That's what I'm curious. Radio yeah. station oh, ads yeah, maybe the... and TV and local TV station ads. That's how, some, yeah. that's how, at least in the Midwest, we, we found out about stuff like that. Was yeah. That's the only way. Yeah, there was no internet really. There was mm-hmm. some internet, but not, you know, not to any elaborate scale. Yeah. Maybe if you frequented Disney and you were... A Disney goer, you probably would find out about them, of course. Uh, yeah, you 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 were close. You lived yeah, in the yeah. Central Florida area. Yeah, so we I'm probably sh- found out about it easily. <laughs> I'm sure you guys just you guys just drove by a billboard or something. They probably mm. went ahead and did those out here, um, out in Orlando and everything. But the Midwest, no, it was you really didn't hear if you weren't watching like a local tv station or listening to local radio yeah yeah you'd only get lucky (laughs) it's definitely different times Mm -hmm. different times that's crazy to think about yeah and that was also before really ticketmaster took off too because you had to you'd have to call the actual box offices yeah or go in person yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh calling somebody on the phone Ugh, being put on hold. That's oh, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, out of curiosity, besides Belle and the Beast, who's your favorite character from Beauty and the Beast? Probably Chip. I okay. remember really liking Chip a lot. I thought, 
I don't know. He was just that cute little young kid that kind of getting in trouble sometimes Mm -hmm. and just was that sort of humor. Yeah. The movie kind of needed a little bit at times. I I can see that for sure. Yeah. Who else did you like? I liked the the little dog. Yeah, that's the the little footrest. Footrest. What's his name? I don't know. Name. I was just looking on IMDb, and because of the fact that he what he was called, it's got to be something. I don't. Well, I don't know if there was anybody really credited since it was. I well, well he was credited footstool. Yeah, yeah that's is all, what. Yeah, that that's is that all what we they got. call him. That's footstool? all we got. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know he was credited because I I was watching the whole credits as they were. Oh yeah, their Yorkshire Terrier transformed into a footstool. Okay, yeah, yeah, and I saw somebody's name next to his character that added some whatever voices yeah. needed to be added to his. <laughs> yeah, but did the did the did the dog barking and everything? But yeah, no, because did like in the the if I remember correctly, like there was like the dog sounds with the footstool because he was like, there's times where he was like barking and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and yeah. so um so he he, he would have um done that. The voice actor did a great job with that. Mm. But I kind of am a little disappointed to know that it wasn't like an actual dog. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I always thought that they had like gotten a dog and were training and trained the dog to make the noises and i mean maybe they did use like they they might have used stock footage of those sound bites of a dog barking maybe and you know you probably just don't have to credit that i don't know yeah but but we yeah, de- but-, but i will say those were that was a good one but we definitely do not like gaston we didn't like him he's not no. a good guy <laughs> he's just a jerk yeah he really was like a sleazy typical dirt bag type of guy that ugh. like i'm not gonna lie re-watching it i am surprised that they were able to get away with putting him in a animated movie geared towards kids mm-hmm. yeah like what <laughs> yeah watching it as an adult yeah you definitely look at it and go wow that's kind of I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was a kid, though. I don't think you really I think you just kind of were laughing at the fact that he was getting denied and, you know, doing all these things. And you didn't really understand the the true nature of his character besides we knew not to like him, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That that was one thing. Like rewatching it and like him setting up the wed- with a wedding and Thanks, everybody, for that, coming to my wedding. That was wild. I completely forgotten about that scene, to be honest. I That's weird. Like, whoa, take a step back. I, I haven't even gone that, on a date yet. That's like serial, <laughs> that's like serial killer stalker shit. Like that's that's mm-hmm. the kind of that's the kind of shit that would end up on the true crime podcast and everything. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that and everyone was along with it and knowing full well that like it was uh, yeah I, it was weird. And I'm and I'm what I liked about Belle's character is that she was not weak. She could think for herself. She was very smart. She loved books, which is why I think I kind of related to her as a kid is she loved to read and I love to read. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she she fought back and she told him no and, you know, just had so many great qualities about her. And and you really wanted to emulate all of those as a kid. You know, like I just thought that was a very strong female role model for kids growing up yeah absolutely i love that about her character too and it i don't know maybe part of both her and jasmine kind of made me feel like it was okay to be kind of more strong-headed mm-hmm. i guess and not just be the girl in the corner that takes everything they both both of those that Disney did have some really good strong female characters mm-hmm. that weren't just the damsels in distress. Right. Yeah. And I really appreciated that as a child. Right. And they, even more yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean they weren't 
background characters. You know, it wasn't the the men, the princes that were getting the leads for those movies. It was the women that were, you know, happened to stumble upon them. And even with the beast and how how awful he was to her, she saw, you know, behind those behind, you know, those tempers, tantrums and everything and, and saw that there was a kinder person and she she stuck around, you know, and she tried to to get that side out of him and didn't start arguing back or getting, you know, whatever. She just was like, you know what, you'll come around when it's time. I'm just going to keep being my cool headed self. And mm-hmm. it worked. <laughs> so with that, I, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What what do you think about the whole the use of this as a example of Stockholm syndrome? A use as an example of Stockholm syndrome. What the hell is Stockholm syndrome? Eh? You know, okay, so <laughs> I know Stock- what it is, but I don't know what it is. Okay, <laughs> so it's when somebody is captured, kidnapped, mm-hmm. held against their will, mm-hmm. and they end up i don't know what don't quote me on the exact term like the exact definition of it and everything but the general gist is that they then end up growing a attachment to their captor Mm, okay okay. and then like falling in love with their captor or whatever this i i know there's a lot of controversy surrounding beauty and the beast because really? of that yes oh okay and I, I didn't i didn't dig into that that's interesting i know i i just remember like going back through it was there was a lot of the disney movies people were like applying different issues with mm. i mean everybody's yeah. always looking for something like they can't right, take it at face value and so, so so i have other questions with that because i would need more backstory like how she wasn't she was how old like 20 so i think um let's look how old was i thought there was some mention of an age at some point 17 okay so she was young i thought she was relatively young yes so and then again how long was she actually there with the beast Mm -hmm. you know how how long was she staying there and it's not like she was in a sense unable to leave or at least it didn't seem like that way because she had freedom to roam around the the place and in certain areas and and do her own thing but she couldn't leave the property didn't she eventually run off and leave though he gave her permission to because he he gave her permission because he he gave her the mirror and she it was a look this can show you your heart's true desire and so she wanted to see her father and so she looks right, in the mirror, right. and then he allows her to go help her father right no yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so it, yeah i feel like it does depend on how long she was actually captured there mm-hmm. but it, i mean it could be a case of that it also could be a case of grooming I mean, are yeah. we back on that again already? Like this, it's <laughs> like okay, the '90s are starting to trend here. Don't like it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there are different ways you could look at it, but you could also look at it in the more naive sense and just be: she has a very kind heart, and it was true love. It was meant to be, and they just worked through all of their differences, and finally, you know, because. He had one last rose petal and it, boom, and he loved her and it all worked down the end. I mean, you could okay. just look at it that way and ignore all the other stuff, which is, I think, what um, Disney wants you to do. But And honestly, <laughs> I I just was curious on your take on that because I, I myself, I look at it for the face value of what it, what it shows. Right. Like, I, I'm not trying to look at, like, digging for... The different oh are there any weird references or anything like that it's it's a movie yeah, it's right. it's a, it's an animated movie geared towards and everyone kids. has their own theory and 
say on a movie. I mean, that's a valid point, and it's, I'm sure, is has happened in real life to some people, but I highly doubt that that's what the writers were going for. Like, oh, yeah. let's put let's put that in there and they won't know like no I don't think that's what they were trying to do but I'm I'm sure unfortunately it has happened to some people before and mm-hmm. whether it turned out to be a good thing or a bad thing I don't know that's however they make it but yeah which no I just like I said I was curious on your take on that, that was... <laughs> I didn't even think about that but yeah I mean it could very well be looked at that way <laughs> yeah again I want but, that... but I feel like that's the the dark beauty and the beast if someone wanted to make a dark version that that's a good way you can take it (laughs) yeah i i feel that too aren't they like they're doing like dark versions of a handful of things like horror movie stuff like they just they did one i don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming out but like a winnie the pooh type thing oh yeah that's coming out Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know maybe they maybe they'll bring out the Dark Beauty and the Beast. Dun, dun, dun. They're probably gonna, yeah. They're probably waiting to see how Pooh does, and then maybe yeah. it'll, it'll be next on the drawing board. But maybe. I would probably watch it. It might be kind of fun, interesting, to see a different perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like when you can. I like when you can almost look at stories two ways. You know what I mean? Like it's a story where it can be viewed in two different ways. Obviously, yeah. So that's always neat. So it's kind of just popped in my head and I'm actually curious since we, since we both kind of have a, a love to hate Gaston, what mm. if a what if scenario here, what <laughs> if they did a movie where it was from Gaston's point of view, but it actually shows like Belle and the Beast as the actual villains of the story you know kind of like those different takes on things Mm -hmm. like what if bell and the beast were actually the true villains well i don't think that i could believe anything that he says though so he's going (laughs) around crying wolf and going oh they're they're being mean to me they won't blah 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 so it 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 would be probably be a very interesting movie a uh, movie to watch but I, I just think it would be almost like a look you gotta snap out of your your daydream <laughs> and just change maybe maybe it could yeah. be a movie about how he progresses and how he changes into yeah. actually being a decent guy if that's possible because yeah. like i don't i i wouldn't know because i've not actually seen these but um isn't that kind of almost how maleficent the maleficent movies are it sheds it as sh- watch those either okay. i because I, th- I i think i remember seeing something where they were talking about how the these villain backstories are kind of making it to where it seems very much like they're the victims in mm. the original stories not necessarily who the other way. Yeah. yeah you know i just find that kind of interesting hmm. Just the kind of different perspective that, that would be. That, yeah. I mean, they do do a lot of those movies where they do a spinoff and take a character or whatever and kind of their life or whatever. So I could see that as being doable with him. Yeah. But you'd have to have, there would have to be something redeeming within it. You know what I mean? It couldn't just be him the same, like the whole way through it couldn't be him like he was in Beauty and the Beast because he just was insufferable and I could not sit through a whole movie of him doing what he was doing. Yeah. I kind I, of I almost tuned out some of his parts in the movie because it just I just like okay no. <laughs> yeah. What else you got for Beauty and the Beast? I liked her dad though. Did you see I don't think I, I don't know if I ever noticed this watching it as a kid but did you see the different characters on his invention thing like there was like a teapot there was the shape of like the lumiere guy and uh-uh. yeah there I don't, I don't know how many there were but those are the two that i caught i and i think the what's the other guy the the coxworth guy what's his name yeah coxworth on his invention thing i it just like can't it went by like super quick and i'm like Oh, that looks like... So I think it was like some sort of foreshadowing that they did on that, which I thought was really cool. So here's my next question. 
was it actual foreshadowing or it or was all of this a dream Ooh, are we kind back of on a this little dream thing again <laughs> kind of like a a little wizard of ozzy type thing where Ooh. did Belle have an accident and hit her head and she dream all of that because she had seen it on her dad's invention and so she put brought those characters to life that would be kind of cool i mean she loves reading so she could easily make up a story like this and wow now that would be a cool movie oh wait wait, we just we just watched it it was beauty and the beast (laughs) (laughs) it'd be i could you know i could see like this being they have so many ways to like reimagine this movie Mm. in taking some of those different aspects like okay maybe maybe kind of almost like like i said kind of have a little bit of a wizard of oz type thing where she's it is a dream but it's the people in the town like or the city Mm. that she lives in that she sees every day and she yep. gets in an accident and all of them are these characters <laughs> and the boy next door that she likes is the beast who doesn't necessarily see her or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's just so tired of Gaston constantly hitting on her day after day after day that she's creating this fairy tale world of like, okay, there's got to be somebody better out there for me. Let me just imagine who I could possibly be with and not be stuck with him. That's interesting, though. I don't think I ever did notice those those drawings. But yeah, but... I liked her father, and I loved the horse in it. I I remember that oh, part really uh, really well. Yeah. Which, which part? Which part? Because he's in a he's in a little bit of it. I just remember the horse parts in general, and and then him running away and from the wolves and and them. That's so scary. Oh my god. It was so scary. I was like, oh, my God, no. I couldn't remember if he got away or not unharmed. And I was like, oh, yes, he does. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Belle, you know, like, she's a badass and she's fighting him off of him. I'm like, that's exactly what I would do. I would yeah. get away from my horse. That I loved that so much. I thought it was weird, though, that when she left, he was still there. Were they keeping him what? somewhere? Was he just hanging so, out waiting for him? So Philip, the horse? Yeah, because he was just there. So she rode him to find her dad. Right. She, she, and so but then he was just her, at the castle ready to go when she was ready to go. So she, I don't think he ever left. I think dad was sent right. on foot. Yeah, he was sent that little crawly thing. Yeah. And so she, so Philip never was released back home until, until she encountered the wolves. Yeah, so I'm assuming they must have kept him there in a stable or something. Yeah, that's just Yeah, that's why I think the um, Enchanted Christmas happens during the timeline of the the mm. Beauty and the Beast. Because if I remember correctly, in Enchanted Christmas, you see Philip in the stable. Like she goes to oh, do you goes? To, I think so. I I really oh. am thinking. I I remember there's like a scene with the horse um bell's enchanted christmas Hmm. i could be completely and utterly wrong and just making up some memory that never existed but (laughs) i really do think no it says a a christmas party is held sometime after the spell is broken okay that doesn't make any sense then why are they all still oh okay no then the whole story is a story is told and Okay, you're right. Yeah. That Christmas is during when she was captured. Okay, I had to read the next line. Okay. I was like, wait, what? I was like, wait a second. They're all still cursed. So how is that after? (laughs) Disney doesn't care. We're going to put them back as a beast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, no. Don't give me any more headaches than you already do, Disney. gosh and that's the thing like that they usually try to be really good at continuity in their films like tying up loose ends and everything so Mm -hmm. usually usually (laughs) well hey yeah what do you feel like your favorite scene or favorite part of the movie was (sighs) 
probably either the classic classic ballroom scene mm. with tale is old as time <sighs> oh man that, that's another tear jerker that was about right say, that that whole moment like yeah teared me up and besides the fact of what celine dion had just announced and everything mm. but like that even more did you know Okay, it's on their it's on their Wikipedia page, so it's not like it's uh-huh. hard to find, but it's just something I happened to read. That whole ballroom scene that is actually they reused that sequence from Sleeping Beauty. I didn't. I don't think I knew that, but that does make sense. Yeah, and apparently that has to do with the whole like we were talking about before because they were short on time. They didn't mm-hmm. have time to like recreate a whole new scene. They or storyboard or whatever. They just used what they had already used before so i was like okay i see you little tricky bastards yeah i (laughs) yeah no i wow that's cutting corners disney cutting corners (laughs) (laughs) too soon too soon oh goodness no i but that that probably is one of my favorite scenes of the movie and most memorable too for sure what about you i agree definitely that one and i already mentioned it before but the the scene with philip and and bell fighting off the wolves i and then and then the beast comes in and saves them and i was like oh oh my gosh he's saving her and then he ends up getting fucked up and and somehow, tell me how this is possible, but he gets on top of the horse, but he's like... So he's... How does he get on top of there? She wasn't lifting him. <laughs> well, so Philip probably, like, kneeled down so that she... So that maybe he could help get himself up there, you know? You're like, really trying to work work these moments, April, I really aren't you? Am, I think yeah. Disney just messed up. <laughs> Disney just messed up. There's no way possible for that. Because, <laughs> like, I think when watching this as a kid and actually remembering it, I had those same questions. And mm-hmm. so I spent time, like, pe- like trying to make it Fill logical in, in my brain. Yeah. yeah. And so it just, those have always stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> this logic seeking moments like hmm what's going on here yeah. <laughs> yeah no definitely such a great movie through and through i loved the animation in it i just thought it was so well done top to bottom the music was amazing i just love the beauty and the beast song <sighs> yeah absolutely i'm i'm really really interested in seeing how this 30th anniversary oh, thing yeah. goes down and i i think it'll be it'll be it'll be fun rewalk down memory lane back to beauty and the beast next week or well i guess it'll probably be what the tomorrow from when we release this yeah right so <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's it's crazy to think that a movie like this can hold up so well and even as an adult you feel you feel good watching it you know you don't yeah look at it as too childish or you know just dull and have no real connection to it but they actually tell a really good story and there's a lot of emotions involved and there's a true story behind it you know like we said Belle's a very strong female and the beast has his redeeming qualities as he is with her longer and he finally turns into the prince she's always wanted and or turns back into the prince and you know it's it's a very happy ever after for them absolutely i think that's what we got for this episode 90s noise beauty and the beast style (laughs) (laughs) first one of 91 and Looking forward to seeing what else the year has to offer us. It'll be fun to go back into all that stuff. So keep on tuning in and and listening to our episodes. And please make sure to like, rate, and review. 
Send us your comments on any of the episodes. Send us your suggestions, whatever you have, questions. Even if you have like old memorabilia or pictures, send them to us. We want to see you in your Beauty and the Beast outfits or whatever you have from the 90s. Definitely, definitely want to see those. Yeah, definitely send them to us. Or if you're on Instagram and want to tag 90s noise, we'll definitely keep an eye out on those. And yeah, we will be back next week with another episode. And keep going to be a little journey. holiday edition. Holiday edition, everyone. We getting in that Christmas <laughs> spirit. Woo woo. Oh. <laughs> but definitely, definitely check back and that way you can hear both of our takes on these holidays coming up yeah we will we'll be we'll be here we'll be here for sure bye bye